Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I am shaking things up for the podcast. I'm going to do another week in the life where I'm going to take you on a journey with me throughout my entire next week. I'm going to share with you what I'm working on, what I'm focused on right now, and a lot of behind the scenes action items and thoughts and anything that happens, basically, I'm going to share with you. And so the reason I'm doing this is sometimes it's fun to see another entrepreneur navigate through their week. And I don't know about you, but I'm always curious as to how people set up their day and what they're working on and how they choose what they're going to actually work on that week. And so sometimes on Instagram, I'll see some of my friends post, okay, here's what I'm working on today. And I'm always intrigued. And so I thought you might be curious to know how I set up my day and what I focus on and how I navigate through many, many, many action items. But also I'm going to share with you some thoughts and feelings along the way that come up throughout the week. And the reason I'm going to do that is I don't typically get to share some of the personal stuff with you on an episode where I'm talking about list building or course creation or launching. And so this year, I've really promised myself to to let you in more. And it sounds so cliche to say, I promise to be more vulnerable. But really, I just want to promise to be more honest and say, this is what it looks like. This is where I'm struggling. And this is what I'm going to do about it. And so that's what I'm doing this week. I'm just going to share how the week goes. I'm not really sure how it's going to go. I have a good sense of the the different projects I'm working on, but we'll see. So there you have it. I'm going to start out with this snippet here, this audio snippet with it's Sunday, and I'm going to do a Sunday night weekly preview. Okay, so to kick off the week in the life of, it is Sunday evening, and Every Sunday evening, I work inside of my full focus planner. That's Michael Hyatt's planner. I work inside the planner and do something called a weekly preview. Now, just to let you know, and I'm sure I'll mention this a few times throughout the episode because it comes up so easily because I work inside this planner every day, but we are doing a 90-day challenge on my team. We're right in the middle of it right now where everybody on my team is using a full focus planner, meaning a physical planner that they are writing in. Now, you might hear me go through the pages right now. Just to let you know, we also use Asana, which is our digital project plan software. So every action item that we're working on inside the business, it is in Asana. However, the reason I wanted to do a 90-day experiment with the full focus planner is because I wanted my team to be really intentional about how they were spending their days, each individual team member. I wanted each team member to think ahead as to what the day is going to look like and what they're committed to getting done. Sometimes when you're in a sauna, it's just a bunch of tasks. You might have a project plan for, let's say, we currently have a project plan for Digital Course Academy launch. But that project plan is full of action items assigned to different people with different deadlines. But when you are one person working virtually, I think it's important to sit down and say, okay, how am I going to structure my day? How am I going to get my stuff done? And how can I be incredibly intentional about it so that I can have some morning rituals for myself and I could shut work down and be with my family in the evenings? I I really want that type of culture. And so to do that, I said, you guys, let's just experiment and see what it would look like as a team to use the full focus planner 
and share our planners every single day. So every day inside of Slack, our team, each team member takes a quick snapshot of their filled out planner for the day and they post it either the night before the morning of the day that they have planned out. So essentially you're posting Monday through Friday and you post in the morning to say, this is what my day looks like in my planner. And then you post in the evening and you cross things out and there's different symbols you use in full focus planner to say, if you got it done, if you delegated it, if you deleted it or whatever. So we actually mock up our day just to kind of show how the day went. Now, no one's really monitoring these pages. It's more of a personal accountability to make sure we get in the habit of actually doing it. So everybody, and my team's amazing at this, everybody does it every single day. So you do a morning check-in and end of the day wrap-up, and then we all do a weekly preview. And that's what I'm doing tonight. So the weekly preview is basically what my week is going to look like, but also it looks back at the week I just had, and I document what worked and what didn't work. And I always commit to three big things for the week, and I document if I got those done or not or how far I got into them. And so it's really great to keep yourself accountable. And I needed more accountability in my own day, and I know my team really felt that they wanted to be held accountable as well. And we're coming into a launch, so this was a really good time to get really structured. And so that's what we're doing. And after the 90 days, we'll see if the team wants to continue this. I 100% will continue with my full focus planner, but we'll see what they want to do and we'll kind of adjust from there. So in my full focus planner, um, I'm just going to uh, put down exactly my weekly big three. So the three things I'm committed to doing. And then at the end of the week, I'll let you know how they go. Yikes, that feels so much pressure. Okay, so let's see here. Complete the pre-launch runway, which is a PDF I have in DCA, and I'm updating it. So for all my Digital Course Academy alumni, you will get an update of the pre-launch runway, how to build your email list so you can create a course and launch it to people that will actually buy. I'm updating that entire PDF for our new launch of DCA. So my alumni are going to get that as well. So I wanna get that done this week. I want to finish batch 18, which is the podcast batch we're in right now, which is part of this episode here. And I want to review the Digital Course Academy quiz content so that we can lock it in and get it live. So those are the three big things that I'm committed to. But of course, there's a lot more going on this week and you will hear all of it as I go through it day by day. So basically, those are my three big things in my weekly preview. And I won't get into the stuff like what happened last week and all of that, but I just wanted to let you know, I do use the full focus planner. I do work on it inside of it every single day, and I highly recommend it. I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode. Okay, guys. So with that, and this episode is 283. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 283. I'll give you my link to the full focus planner if you want to check one out yourself. All right. So that's it for my quick little check-in for Sunday night, and I will see you for Monday morning and the rest of the week. Happy Monday. This is my week in the life morning check-in. 
And I'm embarrassed to say today is bananas. And the reason I say I'm embarrassed to say that is because I want to be a great example for all of my students. I don't want to work my life away and the sun comes up and I'm at it and the sun goes down and I'm still at it and I'm burned out by the end of the day. I do not want that for me. I don't want that for anybody on my team. And I sure as heck don't want that for my students who I'm teaching how to build online businesses. However, sometimes you get in really busy seasons, as I mentioned when I set up this whole Week in the Life episode. And so today is really, really busy, and I'm just going to own it. Now, I woke up with the mindset of, I'm going to crush the day. I knew in advance that today would be crazy because on Sunday nights, as you heard, I plan for the week. So I knew what to expect this morning and I hit the ground running. So at this point, it's 8 a.m. and I have already walked Scout. So we did our morning walk. I listened to Audible this morning and I listened to this book, Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh my gosh, it is so good. When I have a really busy day, I'm not going to start my morning on my walk listening to a business podcast. It's just too much. So I needed a little calm before the storm and listening to an audiobook is my favorite. As you all know, I talk about it all the time. And so I listened to that book for about 30 minutes while I walked Scout and it was great. In addition to that, I've already prepared for my pre-launch Facebook Live number four, which is happening tomorrow. So we are in the pre-launch phase of Digital Course Academy right now, and I'm doing weekly Facebook Lives related to course creation. So I prepared this morning for my session tomorrow, and it took me about 20 minutes. It was nothing too extensive. And I also got on the phone with one of my team members who lives on the East Coast that was just having a hard morning. She was stressed out out, lots to do right now. And she needed someone just to listen to her and kind of recalibrate what she's working on. So we could talk about, can we take anything off your plate? Can we rework anything? And I feel as the leader of this team, even though I only manage one person, I only manage Chloe, my integrator, Chloe then manages all of my directors, and then the directors manage their own managers and coordinators. And so I only technically manage Chloe, which is super easy because she manages herself. But with that, I do check in with my team members, and I definitely want to know what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And sometimes it gets really tough for them because we are an intense business and we move fast. So checking in when they need a little extra TLC or need somebody just to to vent to for a moment, I am that girl when I need to be. And other people on my team will step in in that way because we all need it. I'm glad I didn't do this episode last week. I think I needed a little extra TLC last week. Things just felt tough. And so I called team members and said, look, I just got to talk to you about this for a moment. Talk it out. Once I do so, I feel better. So I rely on my team just as much as they rely on me. And so that's just what you do when you're a small team and you want to keep a pulse on everybody. So I had a a really great check-in call with one of my team members. I worked on my Facebook Live. I walked Scout and I recorded 
recorded some Libsyn ads. So Libsyn is the software we use for our podcast. And I recorded some ads that we're going to put through Libsyn that will run on the podcast. One for my live event entrepreneur experience and another one for my free list building masterclass. So we'll run those ads continuously on specific podcast episodes. And so I recorded those ads just to make sure we got them locked and loaded very soon. So it's already been a full morning and you might think, what the heck? But remember, I am a morning person. So by three o'clock today, I'm not going to be doing my best work. So that's why I leave some of my review time to later where I don't have to create from scratch. But this morning I had to create some stuff from scratch. So I always do it bright and early. Now, at 8.30 this morning, Hobie will be home. And it's really important to Hobie that I take some time to have her morning coffee. And I've talked about this on the show before. Hobie's love language is quality time. Mine is not. Mine is acts of service. Take out the trash, and I think you're the sexiest husband in the world. But Hobie wants time, which is actually really sweet. I'm a, I'm a lucky girl that my husband wants to spend a lot of time with me. And so in my calendar, and I'll walk through my calendar really quickly, I have put time for Hobie from 8.30 to 9 for coffee. Now, he doesn't technically need to know that he is scheduled into my calendar. I don't know if that is his most favorite thing to be one of the line items. However, I'm just fully present when he gets home from the fire station. So he's driving home right now. I know he gets home around 8.30. I'm fully present. I'm downstairs. I'm making my coffee, bulletproof, of course. And we're going to spend a little time together because he, as a firefighter, works for 24 hours on, 24 hours off, and I haven't seen him for 24 hours. So it's always fun to check in. So here's my day. I already told you this morning's tasks and what I did. Those are literally in my full focus planner. But from there, after coffee, I'm going to work on a quiz that we are putting the final touches on for my Digital Course Academy launch. The quiz is how to know what type of course is best for your business. So I'm going to be reviewing some of the work we've done on that. And then we have a team kickoff call. This is fun and this is new. We've never done it quite like this. Chloe was at my house yesterday for a quick minute just to show me the keynote that she put together for the team kickoff call for Digital Course Academy. So if you're going to be doing a launch, this is something you might find really valuable. We're going to do a one-hour call today at 10 a.m. with the entire team, and we're going to walk through what it looks like to launch Digital Course Academy. We've already launched it once. We know the mistakes we've made. We know the big wins. If you bought Digital Course Academy in January, you got the launch debrief. So we're going to pull some things out of that launch debrief about what we did well, what didn't work. So we have a newish team. We've been building our team over this year. Many of them have never launched with us before. They don't really get what a big deal it is. So we're going to be talking about the dates of launching and the most important, most busiest times during the launch, which is when the webinars are going on. We're going to be talking about who's doing what, if you get stuck, what resources to turn to. Each person in each department is going to be talking about a little piece of the launch. We want this to be a full team effort. 
And we also don't want Chloe to be the only point person, the all-knowing. And that's one mistake we've gotten into in the past is my integrator on my team, Chloe, everyone would go to her with every single question because she was the keeper of all the details of the launch. And so she said, Amy, as we build this team, I can't be the only person because I'm trying to run a launch and answer a million questions. And I said, I totally get it. So we have different people on the team being point people this time, which is really exciting. Also, I told Chloe that one theme throughout this team kickoff call for Digital Course Academy today is that we want everybody to know that we are master troubleshooters. During a launch, links will not work. There's literally no planning you can do to make every single link during a launch work perfectly. There's going to be pages that will go down. There's going to be typos that people will find and a hundred people will write us to let us know we have a typo in an opt-in page. There's going to be people that are frustrated or confused. Things will happen that will not be according to plan, no matter how much we plan, because over here at Team Porterfield, we are master planners, but we're going to have things that will break during the launch. So I want my team to know that is just par for the course. And what we do is we get to troubleshooting. We're resourceful. We figure it out. And everybody has to figure it out. So we're setting the theme. We're setting the tone of this launch how, how we want it to look and feel internally with this team kickoff call. And so I'm really excited about it. We've never done anything like it before, and we're just getting everybody on the same page. So nobody can say, but I didn't know X, Y, Z. Now you know. And if you don't know, here's how to figure it out. So that's what we're doing at 10 o'clock today. After that, I have a little mini break, and then I'm going to go into another meeting where we are going to talk about my live event entrepreneur experience. This is the first year that we hired an event team to help us out. And so the event team has weekly meetings with us to talk about different things, such as the content we're doing on stage, what the speaker content's going to look like, what the panels are going to look like. Am I going to make an offer on stage? If so, what will that look like? We're going to talk about who's in the room and how to make sure they have the best experience possible. We're going to talk about how we want people to feel when they walk in, how we want people to feel throughout the event what we want them to feel when they leave. So all of these things are discussed on a weekly basis in our event call. And then I'm going to take a lunch. I always put lunch into my calendar. And then I have a leadership level 10 meeting. So the leadership level 10 meeting is something, uh, a level 10 meeting is something we learn through EOS. So Entrepreneur Operating System is what EOS stands for. And basically, we follow the EOS system inside of our business. You can learn more about EOS in the book Rocket Fuel and Traction, two books I've talked about on this podcast. So these Level 10 meetings are meetings that are done in a very specific way. And the one I have today is every Monday with my leadership team. So my leadership team is my marketing director, who happens to be Chloe. So Chloe has a dual function on the team. She is an integrator as well as the marketing director. So we have a marketing director. Then we have a content director. Her name is Jen. And I worked with her in my Tony Robbins days. So it's really exciting to have somebody on the team that I've worked with in the past. And then we have a community director. Her name is Sylvia. 
And then we have an operations director, which is Jess, who's been on my team for about a year now. But Jen and Sylvia are pretty new at the time of this recording. So I have four directors on the team and then me, and we do a weekly level 10 meeting. And then the directors all have their own level 10 meetings with their small teams. Remember, I'm still a small business. I only have, at the time of this recording, 10 full-time employees. Now I know I just said I only have 10 full-time employees. If you said that to me a year ago, I'd say, holy cow, you have a huge business. So I know it's all perspective. I've never wanted a really big team. However, as I've started to dream bigger and play a bigger game, I've realized I can't do that with three full-time employees. But listen to me, you've got to grow your team slow. Do not compare your team with my team. Having 10 full-time employees, I've been in business 10 years. So if you're just getting started in your first few years of business, it might still be you or you in a VA or you in a project manager. That's what it's supposed to look like. You want to grow slow. So anyway, if you come to my event, Entrepreneur Experience, you will get to meet my team and hear how I've grown my team over the years. So just stay tuned. And if you join my membership experience, Momentum, then you're definitely going to get a behind the scenes view of how to grow your team and how to manage your team. Because we're going to talk a lot about that in my membership experience. Okay. So here's the deal. We have this level 10 meeting and then the directors have their own level 10 meetings in their own departments. So we do definitely do weekly meetings. I don't love meetings. I actually really don't love meetings, but I see how paramount they are in in order to keep everybody on the same page with a bigger team like I have now. Okay. And then from there, the rest of my day, I'm going to just review certain documents that my team needs me to take a final look at. So we have had a lawyer do a full audit of all of our legal documents. So I just got to review her notes. Super sexy, right? Like I am dreading it, but it just has to happen. I do some things I don't love, but here's the great thing. I didn't start the process. I had my operations director start it. She's done the initial review, bless her heart. And now I'm just going to do a quick review, which is great. So At this point, I tend to do quick reviews or final reviews versus having to be the first person looking at things. So that's happened over the years. That's something to aspire to. It definitely hasn't always been that way. And I'm also going to review a studio proposal today, which is a proposal for the live stream that we're going to do during the Digital Course Academy launch. So I forget when this episode is launching. I am pretty sure it's Oh, I'm positive it's after the Digital Course Academy launch. So you, by the time you hear this, you might have seen the live stream that we're going to do where we're going to bring people into a live studio that have been success stories in Digital Course Academy, and I'm going to interview them, and we're going to air it live, and I've never done it, and I'm super nervous, and because it's live, and because it involves my students, and because it involves a studio, and all of that stuff. But I'm playing a bigger game this year, and we wanted to add some new elements to our Digital Course Academy launch, and so here we are. So by the time you hear this, I hope you loved it. So I'm going to review a proposal, make sure that it's within our budget, make sure it includes everything I want to do, and we're good to go. 
And one final review, I'm going to review the June financials. Now, at the time of this recording, we're in August. I'm a little bit behind. I would have liked to review June financials a few weeks ago. We just got a little behind with everything else going on, and it is what it is. But I like to review the P&Ls from our bookkeeper. And so our bookkeeper sends them to our operations director. She gives them a, a review, fixes anything that needs to be fixed, and then I do a final review. So I have to review those financials today. Also, I don't necessarily love it, but we have a pretty good system, so it makes it easy, and I've got to know my numbers. Every month, I've got to look at our current numbers to make sure we're on track, and if not, I've got to go into the leadership level 10 meeting and say, I looked at the financials, we're off track here, what are we going to do? I can't have those conversations if I don't have the information. Okay, so this check-in was way longer than I had planned, but it's for... First of all, it's Monday. Mondays tend to be busy. Second of all, I got into way more detail than I had planned, but hopefully you felt it was valuable. And the check-in tonight, I'll make sure to make it short and sweet. But that's what my day looks like today. And you can bet that this Week in the Life audio here was in my planner, so it was planned. So I'm actually, I gave myself 30 minutes and this is 17 minutes, so I'm doing good. So I've got 10 minutes to go and take a little break and then actually take a longer break and have coffee with my sweet husband. So I'm going to go do that now and I'll check in by the end of the day and let you know if I hit all my action items. Cross your fingers for me. All right. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. It's Monday night and I'm doing a quick check-in before I shut things down for the day. And I don't want to use these week in the life check-ins for... Uh, opportunity just to tell you all the things I did get done or didn't get done. Although I will kind of fill you in on some of the wins and the struggles throughout the day. Some of the wins were that I had some awesome meetings and my team is really coming together. And today we had a big kickoff meeting. I mentioned it this morning where the whole team got on board with our DCA launch. And one of my new employees, the director of content, she's only been here about 30 days, a little bit more than 30 days. And she was tasked with talking about some of the content in DCA. She hadn't been a part of our first launch and she rattled things off like she has known the program for years. And it's because she went for total immersion and she's been learning the content. She's really a quiet girl. And so with that, I'm never really sure how to read her. She knows this. I've told her this. So when she got up there today on the call and she just told everybody what the content's about and she gave them some quick tips and pointers to navigate through the DCA content because I want my whole team to be knowledgeable about what we're selling, of course. And I just said, holy cow, you just nailed that. And it was exciting to see my new team start to really Uh, take on their roles and learn the content and really get immersed in everything we're doing. So that was a huge win. Uh, I didn't get done some copy that I needed to write. Uh, I don't know about you, but with copy, it just takes me longer than I think it's going to. I had to write some Facebook Live descriptions for some Facebook Lives we have coming out soon. And I volunteered to do some of the writing because the team is really maxed. And I didn't get to it because I knew it was going to take me longer than I could. And I really want to shut down now because I've got some stuff, personal stuff to do tonight. So I'll have to do that tomorrow. 
And then another thing is I thought this one task reviewing those legal docs would take me forever. And here's a little lesson that you might experience as well, or if not, maybe this will help you. Sometimes I make up in my head that something's going to be horrible and take me forever. And I keep pushing it off and pushing it off. And if you use Asana, which is our project management tool, you can see it's embarrassing sometimes how many times you change a due date of something. And I think I changed the due date of reviewing these legal docs probably six times because I kept pushing them off like, I'll get to them. I don't want to do it. It's going to take forever. And so finally, I just booked an hour tonight and I went through them. Guys, it took me 15 minutes. It was way easier than I thought. I just needed to review some small tweaks the lawyer suggested over six different documents. And they literally were no big deal. I just made it out into my head that it was. So I want you to ask yourself, what's something you keep pushing off, pushing off, pushing off? If you just say, fine, I'll do it, book the time to do it, you might get through it a whole lot faster than you think. I think that it took too much space in my head and it was silly that I kept thinking, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. Imagine if you just wipe that out, your head's clearer. You can just like, your shoulders relax and you can just think about other more important things when you just get it done. So that's my challenge to you. What's one thing that you just need to get done and move on? The last thing I'll tell you is that I'm going to go eat dinner. I'm going to have a model meals. So model meals is my home delivery that I've been doing, home delivery meals that I've been doing for over a year and a half probably now. And um, my friend Danica Breisha is the mastermind behind Model Meals. You can learn about it online. They deliver in my area. I know they deliver in a few other areas, including Orange County and San Francisco. You guys know I'm in San Diego and a few other areas as well. So go check out Model Meals if you're looking for Whole30, super healthy super delicious meals that are fresh when you get them. And then you put them in the oven or stovetop in order to heat them up because mama ain't cooking tonight. Who am I joking? I'm never cooking. I I do not cook. So there you go. Okay. So the final thing is that in two days, I'm sure I'll talk about it since you get to follow me along this week. I am getting a Peloton tread delivered to the house. Now, not a Peloton spin bike because I just don't like it. I've been to some spin classes. I went to Soul Cycle. I thought I liked it. I went back and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. It's too hard on my back and my shoulders and my lady parts. <laughs> to be honest, I don't like to cycle. TMI tonight. I get a little punchy at night, guys. And so I just don't want to do it. However, I love Peloton and I was looking at their tread and then James Wedmore tells me it's like the greatest thing ever. He just got one. So I did a bunch of research and it's so cool. So I cannot wait till it comes. You don't, it's not only the treadmill. Peloton is so cool that they say tread, not treadmill and which Hobie thinks is so funny. And also it's not just a treadmill. It's just not like incline and put it down and put it up and run and all that. I mean, they have full on workouts with weights and I've recently transitioned from working with my virtual trainer. I wanted to mix things up and, and try new things. And so they have live and recorded full-on workouts that they call boot camps and you do them with weights and with the treadmill. So I wanted that live aspect. So anyway, that comes on Wednesday. I'm excited. So why am I telling you this now? 
I've got to go in the garage because I'm anal and I need to uh, sweep it and then mop it and uh, get my garage really, really clean and ready because that's where the Peloton tread is going. So I got to get ready for it. Anyway, that's my really exciting night. Don't be jealous. And I like to organize and clean, so I'm kind of excited about it. All right. So there you have it. I will see you tomorrow morning. Bye for now. Hey there. Happy Tuesday morning. Okay. So I am ready for the day. Remember, I'm a morning person. So 6 a.m. and I am ready to go. I typically wake up around 5.30 a.m. And for the first half hour, I make my coffee. I feed Scout. We sit on the couch. I do a little journaling. I might look at Instagram if I feel like it. But by six o'clock, I'm ready to go. Now, remember, by about three o'clock, I'm not doing my best work anymore. So I like to create and do some writing or content creation or deep thinking in the morning before everybody gets up and gets going in terms of my team and my boys. And so that's when I'm at my best. But let me tell you about today. Hold on. I've got notes. Okay. So today is filming day. Every Tuesday, I do video, whether it be live video, recorded video, Instagram stories, whatever it might be, I load up video on Tuesdays because I like to batch. And so I'm in the mindset today that no matter what I need to do, the most important stuff, the priority would be the videos. And so with that, I'm going to walk you through which videos I'm going to do today. So I have an Instagram story that I'm going to post about my upcoming launch, the Digital Course Academy. I'm going to talk about it on Insta Stories today. I have a Facebook Live on my Facebook page as part of the pre-launch for DCA. I'm going to show the framework that I use inside of the DCA program, and I'm going to teach some of that in a Facebook Live. So remember, I'm in pre-launch right now. I'm not selling my course. I'm barely talking about it. I'm only giving great value so that people can start to think, would a digital course be right for me? If so, what might it look like in my business? And how could I get started now? So once you get started thinking about digital courses and you start thinking about your course topic, when I invite you to a webinar, you're in a more of a place of saying, yeah, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, I want to know more. I want to get on that webinar. So I'm priming the pump right now, giving information to people that have been thinking about digital courses, but I want to give them more clarity. I want them to feel like a digital course is right for them, and I want them to choose a course topic. So we've got a course freebie right now called the Course Creation Starter Kit, and that helps people choose a course topic so that they'll be ready for my webinar invite where I teach you what a digital course would look like in your business. So today, my Facebook Live is going to be exploring the course creation framework, what it looks like to create a digital course, and then I'll give them one step to get started. So I like to pull a little content from my own course during a pre-launch so they kind of get a taste of what it's about without selling the course at all. Okay, so I've got a Facebook Live at 1 p.m. today, but I also have a Facebook Live inside of my Digital Course Academy DCA affiliate Facebook group the first time that I have a lot of affiliates because it was the first time we invited our alumni of DCA. They signed up in January, so they've gone through the program. They've worked 
on their courses. Many of them have launched. The alumni were invited to promote DCA. So we have 140 affiliates. Many of them have never done an affiliate launch before. Many of them have small businesses, small email lists, but they love the course. They got great results and they want to tell their audience about it. So many of my affiliates for DCA might have a goal to sell five or sell 10 units. And that would be spectacular for them. And I'm here for it. I want to train my DCA students how to be affiliates, how to play full out, how to sell somebody else's course. So essentially I get to do a little training for my newbie affiliates, as well as when the course opens, I get to train about course creation. So I'm looking at this as a really fun training opportunity, but also I'm super grateful for these affiliates that want to promote DCA. Now, of course, out of that 140, there's a big handful of seasoned affiliates that are my peers that I've promoted their programs. They're promoting mine. They have huge email lists. So they're good to go and they're in the group as well. But I'm really excited about my newbie affiliates who have never done this before, but they're eager and excited and they have personal stories to share. Those personal stories are going to be so valuable. So I've got a Facebook Live to kick off that Facebook group today and I'm excited about it. Now, two things I'll tell you about Tuesday video days. One, I do not work out. The morning starts too early. I hit the ground running. It's one day I choose not to work out. And number two, I am super high maintenance. And every Tuesday, like my grandma who used to go to the salon once a week, I get a blowout. Uh, Sean, my hairstylist, lives very close by. So she actually comes to my house every Tuesday morning, 7.30 a.m., And she gives me a blowout so I don't have to do my own hair. Just takes one thing off my list because ladies, you know, that's a pain in the butt. And so of course I'll do my hair on other days and whatever, but Tuesdays I get it done to make it super easy. Now, even though I have Tuesdays as video days, it doesn't mean I'm not going to make a video any other time. God forbid I'm not hair in hair and makeup or anything like that. You guys have seen me on Instagram. You know, I don't always look great and do my hair and makeup, but on Tuesdays, I like to. It makes me feel good. When I feel good and I put some effort into how I look, I shine more on video. I feel more comfortable. So you do what works best for you. But definitely, I'm not all about only showing up on video a certain way. But Tuesdays, Tuesdays are special. So that's how we're going to roll today. Those are the main things. I do have one meeting today to talk to my financial team about the 401k plan that we're implementing in the business. So we decided this year to offer health insurance, 401k plan, and a few other benefits that are extra special, like a bonus schedule. And so we're talking today about the 401k plan. I will tell you, for those of you who are slowly growing your team, remember, I've been at this for 10 years now. If you're slowly growing your team, I've always been very afraid to offer health insurance. I actually thought it would be way more expensive than it is. And it was way easier to get set up. We used a broker to find us the best health insurance for my my employees, and they helped us set it up into a portal. Nowadays, it's so easy to have a virtual team using health insurance through different health portals. And my health insurance that I got, my team could actually meet with a doctor virtually, which is so cool as well. So it wasn't as expensive as I thought, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. So 
anyway, we have a 401k meeting today. And other than that, I'm just going to be making some video ads for the launch coming up, some Instagram stories and some Facebook lives. All right. So wish me luck because video days are exhausting, but I'm ready. All right. Talk to you soon. Well, hey there. It is Tuesday evening. I'm wrapping up and I'm doing my check-in before I shut things down. My mom is going to come over tonight for our weekly dinner date. So my mom lives five minutes away and she's an incredible help to my family. And when I need help with Scout or when Cade was younger, she would shuffle him everywhere when I was in meetings and hope he was at the fire station. So I'm very lucky that my mom lives just five minutes away. But I realized that I wasn't hardly seeing her, even though she lived five minutes away. You know, we all live busy lives. I work a lot, traveling a lot, all that good stuff. And I felt like I never saw my mom. And I made this realization about six months ago. I just wasn't loving it. And truth be told, every time she saw me, she'd say, you're always in a hurry. And she's right. I'm like, hey, mom, I just come over for 20 minutes. I got to run to a meeting or whatever. And I thought that's not the relationship I want to have with the most important woman in my life. I love her dearly. She's always been so very close to me. And my mom is single. And so, except she has the sweetest little dog in the world, Emma. She's a little labradoodle. Her and Scout love each other. So since she's single and she lives alone about five minutes away, I just like to make sure that I connect with her regularly, although she's fine. She has a great social life, goes to jazzercise three times a week. She's good to go, but I missed her. So I said, mom, once a week, we need a dinner date. So what we do is she comes over to the house. We choose a night that Hobie's at the fire station and we order Thai food and we watch a show. Like we were into the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Any of you who watch that on Prime The ladies would probably like that more than the gentlemen. But anyway, we chose a show and we'd watch one episode once a week together and then chat and eat eat dinner. Now we can't figure out what show we want to watch next, but I just like that we spend time together. So I've had to be diligent about that. And the reason I wanted to share this with you is one, she's coming over in a few minutes, but two, sometimes I think I don't have time for it. Sometimes I think, ugh, really, I need to run errands after I get done with work today, or I'm so tired or whatever. And then I think, no, the relationships that matter most need the time, no excuses. And every time she comes over, I love it. So I just want to let you know that I I was definitely struggling in that area and I was neglecting a really important relationship in my life. And now I'm so, so glad we do this. So anyway, she's coming over. And then um, other than that, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I'm exhausted. It was a long day. I did hit all my action items, but it was video day. So there's just so many videos. The Facebook Live to kick off the DCA affiliate program. Oh, so good. What's so funny about affiliate marketing, if you've never done it, is when people get to know each other, they start egging each other on because we do a leaderboard, like the top 10 and people are like, I'm going to get you. You're going down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people are already super competitive, which brings out my fun competitive spirit. Like I love that. So we've got some fun, fun people. The ladies um, are ready to take down the guys. It's like boys against girls right now. We'll see how it shakes out. We haven't even started promoting, but they're already ready to go. So I love the excitement. I felt like that went wonderful today. Okay. So I'm going to shut this down, spend some time with my mama, and I will talk to you guys again tomorrow morning. Take care.
Good morning. It's Wednesday, and today is podcast batching day. So yesterday we batched videos. Today I'm batching podcast episodes. I'm doing three of them. We are in our 18th batch. So we've done 17 successful batches. I do six episodes in a batch, three today, three tomorrow. And since I only do three today, I have a little bit of room for some interviews. We are actively building the team. So our goal is probably to have 13 full-time employees by the end of the year. And anyone who's followed me for a long time knows that that is a big deal when I say that, because just probably a year ago, I was saying, I never want a big team. I want it really small. I've always said small, but mighty. But then when I looked around and saw that my key players were fully burned out, I realized this is not fair. We make enough money to build this team. I can put money into other key players and I know that we need extra help. And I've got big, bold goals, as you all know, because I encourage you to set big, bold goals for yourself as well. I can't get there without a team. Now, if you have big, bold goals and you're not making enough money to grow your team, just remember, we have all been there. All successful entrepreneurs start out with very small teams and you make do with what you have. And I've always done that. So when I tell you I'll have 13 full-time employees by the end of this year, you remember that I've been in business 10 years. And remember that I am on a mission to make $10 million this year. And so with that, my numbers look different than yours. My team will look different than yours. My experience level in the space is different. You can't compare where you're at now to where anybody else is. So please, please, please keep it in perspective. I want to be someone that inspires you. And I want to go before you and show you how it's done and show you my mistakes and show you what not to do. But I never want you to think, well, I can never get there because that will never serve you. And it's kind of hard to see yourself in a place where you're just not there yet and you're not feeling it. So just stay present with where you are at and get really clear on what your goals are and be patient with yourself and then get your put your head down and get down to business. So comparison, will always, always kill your spirit. Believe me, I've done it enough times to know. Okay, so with that though, I wanted to share with you what we do when we do have a new hire. So we have this whole process that people go through to get hired. I'm at the time of this recording, I don't know how many open positions we have, but you can check them out at amyporterfield.com forward slash careers, meaning at the time that this airs, I don't know which positions will be filled up, but amyporterfield.com forward slash careers, you can see what we're hiring for. And so we're virtual. I always thought I wanted to just be a local team. That just wasn't necessary, I realized. So I have some people local. Chloe's local. Jess is local. Megan's local, if you've heard those names. But most of the people are not. So East Coasters. So we have a lot of East Coasters and Midwest. So We go through this whole process of multiple interviews. I have an HR rep that works with me, Hobie's ex-wife, Tracy, who is a matchmaker who set up Hobie and I. You guys know the story if you listen to the podcast or listen to the episode with Hobie and I. But Tracy started out as a recruiter. And so she actually has two businesses. She's a recruiter for executives and entrepreneurs like me. And then she does high-end matchmaking kind of go together, right? So she is our recruiter. She finds people for us and we look through the traditional ways of finding people, but then she does interviews. She talks to them about pay. 
when someone's in a 90 day probation and we realize they're not going to be a good fit, she is the one who communicates and lets them go. So she's a huge part of the team as a contractor and she's a lifesaver. So we do have some HR support. And in addition to that, once everybody gets interviewed, they do their exercises. We see the kind of work they do. They've met multiple people on the team. The last thing they do is a leadership interview with my directors. So it's me and my four directors, and we do a leadership interview to make sure they're the right fit. By the time they get into the leadership interview, they are definitely somebody with a skill set and the know-how, but are they going to be a right fit? Is their heart in the right place? Are they a good fit personality-wise? Do they want the job for the right reasons? Could I see myself working with them? So that's the final meeting. So this morning, we have three leadership meetings. Two are for a content coordinator and one is for a customer support manager. And so we have those meetings today. And the reason I'm telling you this is also we just hired two people. We hired a podcast project manager and a community coordinator. And with new hires, we send out a book bundle. And I talked about this on my Instagram channel and people love this. So I thought I'm going to share it with you really fast. And this will be like my morning check-in because all the books just happen to be at my house. And I don't have an executive assistant right now. Uh, We are actively hiring for it. Total caveat, Tracy, who is our HR consultant, she does not like the idea of hiring this many people at one time, and I totally understand. I'm doing it knowing that it's going to be tough to have that many new employees on the team. It's almost like I want to rip off the Band-Aid. I don't necessarily recommend hiring a bunch of people at once. So this is one instance that I'm like, um... I'm probably going to have to do a big podcast about my hiring experience throughout this year. What I'd change, what I do the same, what worked, what didn't. So that's coming down the pipeline. I'm glad we're doing it this way, but I also know it's tough and I've, I've definitely felt the pain of it. Um, just, it's a lot to onboard a lot of new employees. So anyway, when you, ha- when we hire someone new, we send them what is called the team book bundle. And it's a bundle of books that they need to just read over, let's say the next six months, but they're all based on the philosophy of how we do business. So I thought it'd be cool if I shared with you the books that everybody gets, and then some departments get special books. So the first book that everybody gets is the book Powerful, and this is by Patty McCord, Holy cow. Shout out to Rachel Hollis. We were on a little trip one time and she's like, you have to read this book. And I remember taking notes in my iPhone notes app to get the book powerful. And then I didn't get it. And again, she's like, did you get the book? And I finally got it and thought, I get it now. This is probably one of my favorite books. It is from the woman who helped build the culture at Netflix. And it is excellent. It's all about freedom and responsibility. And really, I feel it's about building a self-managed team that's not there just for the money and just for the perks and the bonuses, but they're there for all the right reasons. It's excellent. I've read it twice, actually. So everybody on my team gets powerful. In addition to that, I have the books in front of me, so I'm just looking at them. Everybody gets the book Traction. So Traction is the book that's all about EOS, which I've been talking a lot about, the entrepreneurial operating system, how we do business, how we do systems, processes, meetings. So Traction, Rocket Fuel, same author. So everyone gets Traction. Everyone also gets a book of what the heck is EOS. That's what the book is called. What the heck is EOS? We give that to our team because that's how we run our operating system of the business. So they can read about that. Everybody gets free to focus, which is Michael Hyatt's book. 
And we love free to focus because it's all about building that freedom and responsibility culture as well, uh, prioritizing what's most important, owning your work, getting it done, but also in the spirit of not working yourself to the bones. And with that, everybody gets a full focus planner. Here's what I like about the full focus planner the most. I like that I know before I start the next day, what the next day looks like. And I'm clear and I'm committed to that. That's just one of the things I really love about it. So anyway, everybody gets a full focus planner with the free to focus book. And then everybody gets building a story brand by Donald Miller, because stories are the most important part of what we do. And Everybody Gets Radical Candor by Kim Scott. I'm going to list all these books in the notes section of the show notes so you can get them. But just a heads up that Radical Candor is basically how we communicate on the team. Direct, in-the-moment feedback. We don't worry about hurting feelings or trying to be extra sensitive. We are compassionate, but we also need to say, hey, this isn't working. Here's why. Let's talk about fixing it in the moment. We don't do yearly reviews. We learned that from the book, Powerful. We took out yearly reviews, but instead we're communicating in the moment when it matters the most. And that's hard for me, just for the record. I like to be really nice. I like to be good cop. I don't like the awkwardness of hard conversations, but too bad. I've got to have them. And I think the team respects me more because they know I'm always being honest with them. So Radical Candor, excellent book. Now, in addition to that, some others that we've added, depending on what you do in the company, anything by Patrick Lencioni, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his last name wrong. Lencioni, I think it's close enough. Patrick Lencioni is one of my favorite authors. I learned about him when we learned about EOS and traction and rocket fuel. And the ideal team player is excellent. And also overcoming the five dysfunctions of a team two of my favorites. We don't give that to everybody, but the directors on my team who are managing people, they get that. Also do the work, Stephen Pressfield. Sometimes I send that to certain departments like the creative department or content department. And then marketing also gets asked by Ryan Levesque, positioning by L. Reese and John Trout and dot-com secrets by Russell Brunson. So the marketing department gets three extra books. Now, it's a little scary when someone gets this book bundle. They're like, holy cow. Some people get like 10 books, depending on what department they're in. But here's the deal. The reason for that is we want to educate, but we also want to all get on the same page. So if we subscribe to a certain way of communicating, a certain way of running the business, a certain way of telling stories a certain way of doing marketing, a certain way of managing our time, like free to focus. So if we all get on the same page, we all speak the same language and everyone knows what's expected of them as well. So these books mean a lot to how I run my business and how I run my life. And so over time, people uh, dive into each of them. We usually give them some guidance. Like we'd like you to start here based on what position you're you're starting with. I think everyone probably starts with free to focus and gets really clear on the full focus planner and radical candor tends to be at the top as well because communication and um, productivity are most important when you're just getting started. So anyway, the book bundle, we put it in a box. Now, this is really inefficient. We could just order all of this from Amazon and ship it to somebody, which we likely will start to do, but I ordered like 10 books 
of each of these and have them in a room in my closet, a closet in one of my rooms. And we put together a box with like cookies and popcorn and some fun stuff to like make the reading enjoyable. So we do a little goodie bag or a goodie box and send it to the new employee, which is always kind of fun. And I always write a handwritten note. So I thought it would be nice that they just got the job. They're hearing from me directly about how excited I am and why I think they're such a great fit for the team. So we add a personal touch to it as well. So anyway, that's what we do for new hires. And I've got two new hires I've got to send these books out to today. And um, so I'm going to get on it. All right. So there's your morning check-in and I'll see you later today. Bye for now. Well, hey there, it's Wednesday evening and I'm checking in before I shut down for the day. Guess what came today? The Peloton Tread. I'm so excited. So obviously you've been following along. I told you it was going to come today and it came right on time. Here's what I love about this company. Not only did they come 10 minutes early and there was a window for them to deliver this treadmill or they call it a tread because they're that cool. There was a window for them to deliver it. I think it was like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and they came at 10.50. When does that ever happen, right? They brought three guys to set it up. It's part of the package. They couldn't have been nicer. They were incredibly patient because the outlet that they plugged it into was not strong enough. So the tread kept shutting off. And so they were really patient until we figured out an extension cord to plug into the house, which is not ideal. And I'm crazy about organization. So I don't like a lot of wires everywhere. Uh, You're hearing all my crazy secrets. And so I didn't love that. But for the moment, for them to show me how to use it, we had this big, long extension cord going into the house so that it had enough power. So they were patient and waited for that. And then they showed me how to use the whole thing. You guys, it is so cool. The live workouts and the recorded workouts, there are so many of them. All my girlfriends have already told me like their favorite instructors that I need to look up. And it's this big, beautiful screen that you look at. And if I step off the tread, I can see the screen perfectly and I could work out with weights because they have all these boot camps that you can do. And so I'm really excited about that. And I think I'm going to love it. My only fear is that I'm not consistent. Well, I'm not a huge fan of working out. I've come to love it more as I've been on this journey to get healthier, but I could, here's the problem. I don't make an excuse and sit on the couch and watch TV. I make an excuse that I need to be in my office working in the morning. I'm a morning person, and so I want to work out in the morning because I'm my best in the morning, but I also can do my best work work in the morning, <laughs> like business stuff. So I'll start working really early, and to stop working to work out is very hard for me. And so that's why it was great when I had a personal trainer a virtual personal trainer where he was on my computer on Zoom and three days a week, he'd come on Zoom and I'd meet him in my garage and we'd work out. I knew I had a time set with him. I knew it was three days a week and he was waiting for me. So I was there. And the reason I stopped doing that, not because I didn't love virtual training, I just wanted something different. I want to shake things up and I want to try new things. And so That's why I said, I'm going to give a break to virtual training to see what I think of other things. And then I realized I'm going to try out the Peloton. So 
We shall see. I just have to be true to my word. That's the only thing. I'm going to get on there three to four times a week and come rain or shine, I drop everything. Really what I need to do is not start working in the morning, get on the tread and then work. That's going to work out more flawlessly. Can you hear my the wheels turning in my head like, come on, Amy, you can do it. So anyway, that's the latest. Cross your fingers that I love it as much as I think I will. It's a beauty. I mean, come on, I'll do some Instagram stories. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm just Amy Porterfield on Instagram. I'll be sure to do some Insta stories when this episode goes live. Okay, so we've got the the new tread in the garage. I'm very excited about this. Oh, and I got to tell you something. So my love language, have you guys ever taken the quiz or the assessment to see what your love language is? Well, mine is acts of service. So I think I already even mentioned that on this episode or one of the other episodes. And so when we realized that the outlet wasn't going to work, I like in my head was so frustrated. And cause Hobie thought it would work. We, we checked it in advance and he said it was going to be fine. And it wasn't. So while I'm waiting for these guys to show me how to use it, Hobie went in the house, called an electrician, had an electrician at our house at 2 PM yesterday. And the guy was here for like three hours and he, whatever he did, I have no idea, did some magic in the garage. And we have now an outlet that's strong enough for the tread. And it's specifically for this tread. Yeah. Is that not the sexiest husband in the world? I know. I know. So I looked at him and I said, oh man, you know the way to my heart. Because I will tell you on this episode, I promised to be a little bit more personal and, and share stuff I typically don't share. And one thing I do feel in my marriage, and I've shared this with Hobie, is that I feel like I have to do everything all the time. And that's so unfair when I say that because Hobie does do a lot. But when it comes to our finances, I manage all of that. I make sure all the bills are paid. I make sure we save enough money. I make sure we're investing. He's part of the conversation but I actually do all of it. I get into our checking. I have all the logins. I move all the money around. I do all of that. I also do things like make sure that the dog goes to the groomer and make sure that our house is clean. Now, I'm I'm not complaining. I have a housekeeper, but I'm the one who's, I know you're going to be like, shut up, Amy. I'm just saying I'm in communication with all of that. I orchestrate all of that at our house. And so making sure that we have somebody coming over to fix the sink or um, make sure that someone's watching our dog when we go on vacation. I do all that. And so sometimes with all that swimming around in my head, I say to Hobie, I feel like I do everything. And that's unfair because he does so much. But two, sometimes he looks at me and says, Amy, you because you try to control everything. And he's right. I'm a bossy, bossy wife sometimes. I'm very careful about it because I don't want to be that way with him. I think it throws off the dynamic with us. Like romantically, I don't think anyone wants a bossy, bossy wife. So I try to be careful with that. But at the same time, he's right. I do try to control things. And so when he just takes the lead and he's like, I got an electrician on the phone, I'm taking care of it. Good to go. I really appreciate it. And I make sure he knows that. And I thank him more than once. So with him doing that, it's more than just, he helped me out. It, it validates that I'm not in this alone. And that even though we've got a lot to do, he, he helps just as much. So anyway, I probably have some conversations with my life coach to work on some of that. So I'm not such a martyr. I get it, but it is stuff that circles around in my head. And I do get frustrated sometimes when I'm trying to run this business and do all that. So and I have help. 
So it's not like I do it alone. Anyway, that's a little glimpse into all of that. Judge me if you'd like. I'm judging myself. Okay, so moving on from there, what else did I wanted to tell you about today? Oh, we had some interviews, and this is how I'm going to wrap up. We're going to wrap this up quickly, but we did some interviews today, and here's what I'll say. We did three back-to-back interviews, and three is a lot. Like I shouldn't ever do more than three because it gets very uh, tiresome and a little overwhelming when you're talking, talking, talking like that. It's interesting the kind of energy people bring to an interview and how instantly I get that gut check. Like, nope, this is not the right energy. This is not the right fit. So by the time they get to me, they are qualified to do the job. They can do the job. They want to do the job. The question is, do I think and does does my leadership team think they are the right fit for the culture of our company? And so although I'll ask questions about their skill set and experience because I'm curious about what they're going to say about all of that, I know they're qualified when they get to me. So I'm really paying attention to would I want to hang out with this person? Would my ideal customer avatar, Kaya, who's our avatar for DCA, and Sophie, who's our avatar for Momentum, would Sophie and Kaya want to hang out with this person? And I ask that because this person will be in contact with my ideal customer avatar. This person will be supporting them, whether it be a customer support manager or a community manager or someone totally behind the scenes that might meet uh, Kaya or Sophie at a live event. And so I'm really looking out for my avatar and to say, is this person going to support them and love them up and give them what they need? And also, would I want to go out and have a glass of wine with this person? Now, I don't know if that's the right question to ask, but when you have a really small team, you need to like to work with everybody on that team. And if you're dreading having to get on a Zoom call with them because they kind of drive you nuts when they talk or they go on and on and on, or you don't like their style of communication or whatever, you can't hire them. And I'm bringing this up now because sometimes that's really hard for me because I think, yeah, but they're so qualified. They could kill it in this job. I just would dread having to get on a call with them. And it's a no. It's a no. And that part is hard for me. So I had that experience today and I just thought, well, I just got to go with it. Hiring's tough. It's tough and it takes longer than I want it to take. Probably takes three to four times longer than I want it to take. And that is just part of the process. If we want to hire the most stellar team, we call this the dream team and I've got to protect that. So I can't have bad apples coming on the team just because they're qualified, but they're not a good fit. So anyway, that happened today, but then we also met some amazing people that we think we're going to make an offer to. So we shall see. We do the Colby uh, Right Fit. So you can look it up. I won't get into all the details, but Colby Right Fit is, it's not a prerequisite to get hired. Actually, I've been told that's illegal. You can't hire based on someone's assessment results, but it is a way for us to get to know our candidates and and have better conversations with them around their skill sets and and how they like to work. And so the Colby, look it up, the Colby right fit is where we take an assessment for what we're looking for in the position. Like this is the type of person we need. And then the candidate takes an assessment of this is how I best like to work. And then Colby puts those together and gives us a score and says, okay, based on what you want for the position and based on how this person likes to work, here is your score. And typically we're looking for anything like an A minus or higher, but we've have hired on Bs as well, depending on kind of where we're at with things. 
but it's, it's not cheap. It's not a cheap assessment. I'm going to tell you right now. So it's not like this is something I've been doing forever. It's just this year we've adapted this. Michael Hyatt told me about it. And so I thought, okay, I got to check this out. And it's been really helpful. Okay. So anyway, that's that. And I will see you tomorrow morning, which is Thursday morning. And I've got lots more podcasts to work on. So I'll see you then. Bye. Good morning. Happy Thursday. So let's talk about what today looks like. I am going to start my day with reviewing a quiz email sequence. So we have a quiz going out for Digital Course Academy. Shout out to Shanti who created it. And so Shanti have been working on this quiz, which is what type of course should I create? So by the time this goes live, you might've taken it and we have poured over this quiz. And I spent hours reviewing all the work that Shanti's done. We first met, I gave her all the details, what I'm looking for, how to do the assessment in terms of who is right for what type of course. And then she went to town and she did a brilliant job. And then I poured over it for hours just to make sure that when someone does take the quiz, it truly is a a good recommendation for which way they should go. And so we went back and forth, back and forth, and it's finally done. And now Shanti wrote some emails to invite people on my email list to take the quiz. And so I'm reviewing those this morning and then I'm taking Scout for a walk and then I'm going to work out for the first time on my tread, which you heard about all last night. So I won't go on and on about that. We'll see. Wish me luck. And then from there, I've got an interview with one of my DCA affiliates for his podcast. So I'm going to do that today. And I have a meeting about my membership experience, Momentum. So we're working out some of the details about what platform we're going to use to build out the membership. We've got a few options we're looking at. And then from there, I've got my podcast. So I'm in day two of batching my podcast. So I have three to do today. I'm really excited about one of them. If you haven't heard it by the time this goes live, I think you can go back and hear it because it will already have aired. I'm interviewing a woman who is an ideal customer avatar for my Digital Course Academy program. And so I'm interviewing her pretending as though I haven't created my course yet so that my podcast listeners, all of you, can see how I might interview an ICA candidate. Because you want to interview someone who might be a good fit for your course, right? We call them course calls inside DCA. So I'm going to interview her. Her name is Jamie. And I'm going to show my podcast listeners what it's like to interview somebody for a course call to get a sense of what they need and want before you create a course. So that episode is 279. So it will be aired by the time you all hear this episode here. So make sure to check that out if that's something that you think is going to be valuable and you haven't listened to that episode yet. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 279. So I've got that one and a few other podcast episodes that I'm really looking forward to recording today. And then I'm going to end my day with acupuncture. So I meant to get it yesterday and the schedule got messed up. So I'm going to do acupuncture tonight. 
And I've been going to the same woman for over a year and I absolutely love her. Her name is Sydney and she's in Carlsbad and she literally is a miracle worker. So I go there to make sure I manage my stress and anxiety. And I always say like, just ground me. If you could just ground me, I'd feel great. (laughs) Cause she asked like, what's your intention? And for some reason, that's the one I always choose. So I'm going there tonight uh, after I wrap things up. All right, I will talk to you again this evening. Take care. Hey there, Amy here. Happy Thursday evening. I'm just checking in and I wonder if my voice sounds very different in the morning than at night. I feel like at night it's warmed up. In the morning, I think I might sound like a man. I don't know. We'll have to check tomorrow morning. But I just wanted to check in and let you know how today went. So I just got back from acupuncture. Oh, so, so good. It's magic. But I was really tired today. So when I was laying there, she does front and back. And when I was laying, it's like a massage table. And I was laying with my head in the cradle. She puts the needles in, which if you've never done acupuncture, do not hurt whatsoever. And you lay there and she leaves the room and you you can hear like spa music almost and running water or something. And I'm laying there and I literally fall deep into a sleep and she comes in and I genuinely did not know where I was for like five seconds. But you've had that experience, right? Sometimes this happens in a hotel room. I wake up in the middle of the night and no clue where I'm at. But I did that and it kind of rattled me like, where am I? What's happening? What's going on? And then I like placed myself. But I was out. So I've had a long day. Also, heads up, the Peloton tread was amazing and very hard and kicked my butt. I'm very glad I got it. So today was my first session. I feel like I'm kind of talking about it a little too much. They need to sponsor this episode. So just a heads up, I loved it and I can see myself getting very competitive. And so I might have to simmer down. I don't know if you know this about me, but anytime there's a leaderboard of any kind, whether it be affiliate marketing or whether it be on this tread, there's leaderboards. There's like people competing with each other and I'm there for it. And I have a long way to go. Anyway, so it was awesome and I loved it. Okay, so acupuncture, I worked out. And what else did I do today? I'm looking at my full focus planner, like, where did the day go? Oh, I recorded the rest of my podcast batch to get the six done. And I messed up on one. And we have a sponsor, Gravy, who I use for payment collections. So when people have failed payments, I say that they are collections with compassion. They help our students figure out how to continue the payment plan if they have any challenges with that or need a little extra time or just need to get us paid. So I love Gravy and they are a sponsor for the podcast. Not this one, but hey, I'm giving them a shout out right now anyway, a little extra for them because I love them. But I forgot to include them in the episode that I should have included them in. So I had to go back and re-record some stuff and I was frustrated And it just reminded me that this is not the first time that I've done this. And when I make mistakes like this that are a big pain in the butt, like I got to go back and fix it because I got to do it right. They're paying us to be a sponsor. I need to make it stellar. And so I realized when I mess up a few times, and this has been a stressor for me, like getting the sponsors right for the episodes, I need to fix my system. I need to clean this up. It wasn't anybody's fault on my team, but my own that I forgot to add the sponsorship, but 
I need to request to my team, can we do this a little bit differently? Or here's what I need to be reminded of or whatever it might be. And I'm mindful that when I make requests to my team, whether it be a VA or project manager or an integrator, whoever it is on my team, I'm mindful of what does this request mean for them? Now, this is the people pleaser in me a little bit. This is the Enneagram 2 coming out, but I'm going to own this and I'm going to be totally okay with it. I don't make requests that then make somebody on my team spend way too much time trying to figure something out or like be at my beck and call or spend three times as long doing something because Amy wants it done this way. I try to be mindful of that because I want my whole team to be incredibly efficient. But if a system that my team has created is not working for me and I've made mistakes because of it, I need to request a different type of way of doing it. And this sponsorship thing, I'm definitely not realizing there's a sponsor and I need a different way to get the communication. So it's in my full focus planner to follow up with someone tomorrow about that. And we are good to go, but we've got to learn from our mistakes. If we keep making them and we keep being frustrated, look in the mirror, ask yourself, what can I do differently? This is not working. So if there's something in your business that's just a stressor, I think it's time to look at that and say like, I've got to pay attention to this. I've got to fix this before I move on to anything else. Believe me, it's easier than it feels right now just to get it fixed and move on. Okay. So that's the little nugget I have for you tonight. And tomorrow is exciting because I actually fly to Portland tomorrow. I'll tell you about it in the morning. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Good morning. Happy Friday. So we made it to the end of the week and I've already hit the ground running. So at 7 a.m. this morning, I already had a call with my weight loss coach, Corinne Crabtree. We talk every Friday morning at 7 a.m. And it's interesting because we never talk about the food or calorie counting or specific diets. We always do thought work. So we're talking about the thoughts and the feelings that serve me and don't serve me throughout the week. And if I'm stuck on something, we dive deep into that. And right now, I think our biggest focus, or at least it was on this last call, is that I've been on a plateau with my weight loss. And I very much believe it has to do with me choosing work over rest or relaxation or exercise. So I do work out three days a week, but I could work out more. And when you're in a plateau, that might help, right? And in addition to that, I think stress is contributing to keeping me in a plateau. And by stress, I just mean work, 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 work. I'm I'm getting ready for a launch, and that typically means that I dive in even deeper, and I forget to come up for air, and I love what I'm doing, and I don't feel like uh, it's a horrible thing, and I choose to do it this way, but I also know that if my health, wellness, and fitness do not come before my work, that this weight is not going to come off. And so to lose the amount of weight I've lost up until this point, my health came first, no matter what. And I think I've been sliding a little bit away from that, not gaining, just not losing. And so we talked about, okay, what is the plan to kick me out of this plateau and get me to my goal weight? So what are we going to do there? 
And so that was a lot of talking about how I structure my day and the amount of work I'm doing and making sure I'm getting enough sleep and all that good stuff. So we just talked about like, what do you think about work and why do you think you need to work that many hours and and you're building a team, how can they take over? And really just stepping into owning that I'm making the decision to take on all these tasks because of why. We basically just said like, what's going on there? So it's really great to check in with someone. I recommend that every entrepreneur has a coach. I know that's extreme, right? But life coach, business coach, weight loss coach, whatever you need, whatever you want. I think it's important that you talk to somebody and you have some a, someone as a sounding board. So I actually am implementing something in my business where when my team, someone on my team wants to work with a life coach, I am going to pay for half of that each month. You know, we're going to put in some parameters around it. And I want the life coach to come from Brooke Castillo's life coach school and certification um, because they all know the model. And I think the model is really important for us as a team to use as a communication tool. And so it's something that I've been thinking about and want to implement. Because I want everybody on my team to have somebody to talk to when they're struggling, overworked, feeling overwhelmed, and just need a sounding board, and they need to do some thought work. And sometimes it's easier to do that with somebody else, someone skilled like a coach, versus all alone. Okay, so that's just something I've been dabbling with in terms of where my team might fit into this. So I did my call with Corinne, and then I have a bunch of videos to record today. I'm recording the outcome videos for the quiz that we put together for Digital Course Academy. So when you take the quiz and you get your results, there are five different results you can get. And I'm recording short two to three minute videos for each of those saying, okay, so your responses say that this type of course is best for you. And let me tell you about this type of course. And then you can read all the details below this video to get even more specifics. But I wanted to do a video for each outcome page. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm not reading a script. I just have some notes in front of me and we're going to go with that. I'm going to do it inside my studio. No one's going to help me. I'm here alone today and I think it will be fine. And I'm not going to do heavy editing either. So they're just going to be simple videos. And then I'm going to get on a plane today and I fly to Portland, Oregon. And I'm just there until tomorrow night, until Saturday night. So I'll tell you about why I'm going to Portland when I do my end of day check-in tonight. All right. Talk to you soon. Well, hey there. It's Friday evening and I am in Portland, Oregon. I promised to tell you why I was flying into Portland. So we'll get to that in a second. If the audio sounds a little bit different, I'm just doing a voice memo on my phone. So I figured I'd do a quick check-in from my iPhone And I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm staying at the hotel, the Hoxton, and it's very hipster, very cool. And it's this really old building. And I guess there's a speakeasy on the property somewhere. I'm not going to go to it. It's already late at night and I got to wake up early in the morning. Plus, I don't tend to go to bars alone. No judgment. I just don't. And so I'm not cool enough to, to hold my own at a bar all by myself. But here's the deal. It's this old building and they remodeled the whole thing and it looks amazing, but they have the old light switches. I can't figure them out. I don't know what's going on. I'm sitting here in the dark. At one point I was sitting here with every light in the hotel room on and then I pressed a button and I lost all of it. Now I can't figure out how to get them back on. No joke. 
So after this recording, I'm just going to bed and I will figure out the lights in the morning. So that's the only problem with this hotel. Otherwise, it is adorable. Okay, so I'm here because years ago, I worked with a guy. His name is Mike Pacione. And I had to really think about that because I said, Mike, you need to spell out your name phonetically. Is that right? Phonetically for me, because I really, really cannot remember how to say it right. But I said it right. I feel good about that. And so Mike and I worked together on a presentation I did for Michael Hyatt years and years ago. So if you just happen to be at the event, it was a Michael Hyatt event, platform event. And I talked about worshiping at the altar of hustle. So if that rings a bell at all, that's the talk that Mike helped me with. And I got rave reviews from that talk. And so I have a few different talks coming up from now until the end of the year. I have my own at Entrepreneur Experience, which is my live event in October. You are still invited. We still have tickets. Not for long. We will be closing the doors to the event soon. amyporterfield.com forward slash events. Go check that out. But I'm also speaking at Tribe in Toronto soon. And I'm also speaking at Rise Business, Rachel and Dave Hollis's event. And that's coming up in November. So I've got some really cool on-stage presentations coming up. Now, any of you who have religiously followed me throughout the years, you're likely thinking, wow, have times changed? Because for years and years, I, I have said I don't speak on stage. I don't enjoy it. It's not my favorite thing. It's not how I want to spend my time. So I typically say no to speaking gigs. However, you all know also that I've gone through a big transformation this year. I would say 2019 kind of feels like my year of yes. You know how I feel about that book. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes. And so I've been saying yes to some opportunities, not all speaking gigs, but the ones that are, really light me up. I mean, Rachel Hollis, Rise, of course. Uh, Stu McLaren Tribe, of course, and then my own event I'm very excited about. And so I have hired Mike to help me shape some of the content that I'm going to be doing on stage. Not content in terms of selling or list building. There's different things that you do on stage, right? Sometimes people get on stage and one of their main goals is to collect leads from the audience. Many times people get on stage and they're going to sell on stage. But I actually have hired Mike to work with me on some content where it's just straight content. I've got some concepts and ideas that I want to flesh out, and he is so, so good at helping me pull out stories and ideas and put the flow together and really deliver a stellar presentation that gives, 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 and makes me feel like I just left it all on the stage. And I did that with him years ago at Hyatt, and I thought, Mike, I need you to work on this content with me. Let's like talk about how we can shape some of this. So um, I'm just going to go for the day in Portland. We've had this plan forever and ever, and it's finally here, and we'll see what comes up. So I'm going to do that, and then tomorrow morning, and then I'm out. So I love sleeping in my own bed, and Sunday is a day where it's just going to be Hobie and I. Cade is going to be He's actually going to be visiting Princeton and so with his mom. And so I'm excited about that, but he's out of town. So it's just Hobie and I and the dog. And I'm really looking forward to Sunday. So after I work, work, work tomorrow, I get on a plane and I get back into Carlsbad around 11 p.m., sleep in my own bed. And the next morning, Hobie will be home from the fire station and we have a whole day together. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, that is why I am in Portland. 
I'll check in with you tomorrow morning, just because I promised every morning, every night. And then tomorrow's my last day of check-in and then I'll wrap it all up. All right. See you tomorrow. Well, hey there. Happy Saturday morning. Okay. So let me tell you what's on the docket for today. So one, you know that I'm meeting with Mike and we're going to work on some content for a bunch of upcoming presentations I have. So I'm excited about that. But he also has a special 50% discount code for the Adidas headquarters here in Portland. So he has teased me with a shopping experience as well. And here's the funny thing. It's perfect timing because Hobie has decided to take up golf again. So Hobie used to golf when he was younger. It's been many, many years since he's golfed consistently. And the reason he's decided to take up golf is because we actually, this is a little bit personal into our marriage. We had this really great conversation that he was feeling really restless during the day when he was home and I was working. So remember, because he's a firefighter, he'll work 24 on and 24 off. And then during the month, he'll get a stretch of six days off and a stretch of four days off at different times. And so the firefighters have great schedules. They work hard and they risk their lives on duty. But when they're off duty, they've got great, great schedules. So Hobie will be home for six days in a row. Now, for a girl that likes to work and I'm like deep into it, I am on a freaking mission, as you all know, to to produce some amazing things this year. Like I'm more focused than I've ever been. It is hard to have a husband that is home all day that is not working. And so this is a dynamic that we struggle with. And we had to have a conversation about it. And we've had many, many conversations about it. One thing I think is great about our marriage is we talk about it all, even when it's hard. And so I said, you know, I'm feeling something from you. Like I'm feeling your restlessness. And he was a little bit distant with me a couple of weeks ago. And I said, what is this about? And he finally said, I think what's going on is I want your attention during the day. Um, I want to hang out with you, but I understand you have to work, but I'm feeling like I'm not sure what to do with myself. He said, I, I don't know how I got here, but I'm feeling that way. And so one, we I had to reevaluate my work schedule and say, am I making enough time for my husband? Because he's the most important, right? So I changed some things around and I've done this before. Like I always have to recalibrate. So he is so patient with me. So I cleared out my schedule and said, you know, when you have a six day, maybe I could take one of those days and just take the day off with you. That's the greatest thing about having a digital course business. I get to decide when I work and when I don't work, right? So it was great that he just slowed me down a little and said, okay, I want one full day with you when I have a six day off. So I said, okay, let's make it happen. So this is stuff I need to look in my calendar way in advance. But then also... I said, babe, you need a hobby. You need something to do during the day when I'm working. Because can you imagine if I went to the fire station and just hung around and wanted your attention, like how much stress that would cause you? Because I feel stressed about it. And so, wow, I'm telling you guys all the secrets. So he totally understood that. And he said, you know, I have been thinking about golfing again and lots of firefighters golf. And Chloe's fiance, Chloe is my sidekick in my business. She recently got engaged. Congrats, Chocho. And so that's what we call her. So Chocho got engaged and Lars is local here in Carlsbad. And I said, Lars would love to play golf with you. So Lars and Hobie are going to start playing golf as well, which is very cute. So anyway, why am I telling you this? Well, number one, I promise to take you more behind the scenes of my personal life during this week in the life of. So there you go. You got a little drama 
of me making sure I'm making time for the people that matter most. And I do struggle with it, but it's important to me. So I always, always, always am open to the feedback and recalibrate. And number two, Hobie's taking up golf and he needs some new golf clothes. So this is perfect. This is how I'm bringing it back to the Adidas 50% off. So Hobie's going to get some new golf clothes today because I'm going shopping for him. All right. And he should not shop for himself. Oh, holy heck, you guys would die. So that's what I'm going to do today on top of eating some good, healthy food and also working on some content. So I'll let you know how it goes by tonight. Talk to you soon. Well, hello there. It's Saturday night and I'm at the airport. I found a little quiet area before I get on the plane. And today was a full day. I am so, so tired. And I'm looking forward to getting on that plane and going home. And so a few final thoughts because I'm going to wrap up here and this will be the last week in the life segment or snippet that I do before we wrap up. I hope that you've enjoyed this week with me. I know it's kind of funny just following someone along and jumping into different conversations here and there, but it was fun to share everything with you. Quick recap of today. It went great content wise. We uncovered some new stories that I had in me and I didn't even know I had them. And we talked about some really great content around list building and around stepping into your greatness and entrepreneurial mindset and just some stuff I really want to work with on stage. So I feel more grounded in terms of what's coming up and what I'm going to talk about. Now I need to go home and work it all out, but today was really, really, really helpful And so I'll link to Mike in the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 283. Essentially, he only takes a few clients at a time, but I work with them one-on-one where we'll work on, let's say, one main presentation. This was a little different. We talked about a few things, but one main presentation, um, you, you work with them in a few different types of, he has a system. So you're checking in with them. You're seeing them in person one time. You're going back and forth. You're rehearsing. Like he's got a whole system down for how to help somebody with a, a really killer presentation on stage. So um, he might be someone you want to check into. So I'll link to him in the show notes. And so that went great. We ate some great food. We did food truck and that was delicious. And then I don't remember the other place that we went to, but it was another bowl. Chicken, rice, veggies, pretty much my life. But it was delish. So that was fantastic. And it was funny when we were walking up to order our meal, Mike looks at me and he says, is this going to be an exception meal? Like, how do you know about my exception meals? And he said, I listened to your weight loss journey, episode number two of your weight loss journey. And I'm like, oh my God, I did talk about that. So Uh, It was not an exception meal, as you all know. I mentioned that earlier, but it was sweet that he knew that. Also, let me tell you what Mike did. And this is just anybody that works with clients. I, I think when you go above and beyond and you get to know the person that, let's say, is traveling to come work with you, I thought this was like the nicest thing ever. I show up at the place where we were going to meet and he had purchased everything needed for Bulletproof Coffee and brought his Ninja Blender so that we could make it. He never had Bulletproof Coffee and he knew since I was on the road, I probably didn't bring my stuff, which I didn't this time. So I just wasn't going to have it on Saturday morning. And he had went to the store and got all the ingredients. He saw it on my Instagram. So if you're ever curious how I do Bulletproof Coffee in the highlights of Instagram, I actually have a video showing all the products I use. So he watched that and brought it all, which is so sweet. 
And then after lunch, we came back to work and he took out a kombucha, which I have one kombucha a day. And he knew that. So I just thought it was very sweet that he went out of his way to do little special things like that for me as his client. So, and I'm his friend, of course, as well, but I just thought that was such a nice touch. So thank you, Mike. Okay. And then we went to the Adidas store. Hobie's going to look very, very good on the golf course. I got him tons of clothes. I just pray they all fit. And then from there, now I'm traveling home. And I wanted to share one last thing. So when I travel, I try to travel first class. And I wanted to share that with you because that hasn't always been the case. But with me, I really don't love to fly, not because I'm scared of it, although I do easily get motion sickness, but more so just the crowds and the lines and the waiting, like that's the part of travel I don't love. And traveling for so, so, so many years at Tony Robbins and traveling all the time, I think I just got burned out. So as I started to make more money in my business, I made a commitment that when I made enough money, I would fly first class. And this is something that I don't take for granted. It's a really big deal to me, actually, because it's expensive and it feels almost a little too decadent at times. But then I realized, wait a second, I built this business so I could have the life and the business that I want. I could call the shots. I could do things any which way I wanted to do them. So if I choose to spend my money on first class flights, then I get to do that. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks or feels about it or says about it. And I wanted to put that out there because as I am teaching my students to create the business and the life they love, I think it's important for you to think about what are those perks that you're really looking forward to in your life when you make enough money. And so for me, it was to fly first class. And now I do all the time. And again, I didn't always do this up until probably a year and a half, two years ago, did this become a reality? And again, I don't travel that much for the record. So it's not like um, every every month I'm in the air. And so for you, what is it for you? Is it to take two vacations a year with your family? Is it to have a, a closet full of clothes that you love? Is it to fly first class? Is it even bigger to fly private one day? I'm not anywhere near that kind of goal yet, but um, it, dream big, right? Is it um, to have a, spe- a certain kind of car, to buy your house, or maybe it's not any material thing? And that's cool too. Is it to contribute to a charity at a, a level that would just blow your mind and help so many people? Whatever it is, you do want to spend a little time dreaming in that place. And if it's a material stuff, own it and just say, this is what I want. There is nothing wrong with wanting specific things in your life and working hard to get them. And so, of course, you want to be responsible with your money. I've talked about that, getting a financial planner and investing and saving. I do all of that. But I also want to make sure that at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the money I'm making and I enjoy it in first class for sure. Like that's a perk that I really love. And so I just want you to dream a little bit and think about what what you want your life to look like and what you're working toward and let's make it happen because when you have your own business and and what I teach when you create a digital course business where you're selling digital courses is the bulk of the revenue that are, is coming in 
It's really a different kind of life. You're calling the shots. You're the boss. You get to create and decide what goes out there into the world. You get to work with the people you want to work with. And you get to decide on the amount of money you're going to make and how you're going to spend it. So I want you to really, really take that in. Get excited about that. Set some of those dreams, whether they feel materialistic to you or not, they're yours. No one even needs to know about them. And even if they did, who cares what they think? I just want you to get clear on what you want, big, small, anything in between. All right. So I thought I'd share that with you as my last little episode snippet for a week in the life of. It has been so very fun going on this journey with you, but I'll do a final wrap up in the next audio snippet. But yeah, today was a great day and I can't wait to get home to see my dog and snuggle in my bed and then spend all day Sunday with Hobie. All right, guys, thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. We'll do one more quick little snippet. Take care. Well, 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 we have come to the end of the week in the life of episode. I hope you enjoyed this week with me. I know I sure loved it. I got to share some things with you that I typically don't get to talk about on this podcast because I'm normally talking about list building and course creation and launching, and it was just fun taking you behind the scenes with me and sharing with you some of those thoughts and feelings and insights that I don't talk about much. So I hope you enjoyed the journey with me. Now, one thing I'll say is that I started this episode talking about the full focus planner and the three things I committed to getting done this week. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say I didn't do a stellar job on knocking them all out. So as you know, because I shared with you, I got a lot done this week, right? Like you would back me up on that, right? However, if we go back to my weekly preview, I said that I was going to complete the pre-launch runway PDF, the rework of that DCA special training that I have. I got about 65% of the way there. So my challenge there was I just didn't make enough time for it. Sometimes with course creation, it can get pushed to the side if I've got meetings and need to support people on my team. And I've got a trip plan like Portland And I've got to record a bunch of podcast episodes because we were batching this week. So I could easily make an excuse to push the content creation aside to get some of the immediate things done, which always tends to bite me in the butt when I do that. So unfortunately, I didn't hit 100% of completion. So I'll have to do it this coming week. Also, the other big action item of my weekly three was to finish batch 18 recordings. I would say I'm about 75% of the way there, so I'm going to have to do a little bit more on Monday, and I've got some edit notes for the editor that I'm going to need to put into Asana on Monday. And then from there, review DCA quiz content was the final one so we could get it live. I did a lot of work on the quiz this week. I reviewed the outcomes. I recorded the outcome videos, so that's 100%. So definitely I got a lot done, but those three things I would have liked to have told you I got those three things done to 100% completion. That's ultimately my goal. It's just that this was an extra crazy busy week and I did the best I could. So next week I'm going to have to finish that stuff up and move on to the the next bulk of tasks that I want to get done before we launch. So again, I'm recording this in a very busy season. It's not always like this, but I thought I would take you along during a time when there's a lot going on. Okay. Thanks again for coming on this journey with me. It's been a lot of fun. I will see you here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. (laughs) 